Today's Birdies Bourbon and Basketball Podcast is brought to you by Travis Brett and Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance. One agent looking out for all your insurance needs, home, auto, renters, business, or life insurance. Travis covers it all. Call him at 812-295-3129 or check him out on Facebook. We all have insurance needs. Why not go to someone from this area that you trust? They do more than just cover you. They care for you. Get the level of attention and understanding that you deserve a Travis Brett and Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance. This is Jody Nepp, Barry Cross Country Coach. You are running with the boys from birdies, bourbon, and basketball. You are listening to the Birdies Bourbon. Uh, oh, shit. Uh, our basketball will be calling in here in a little while. Yes, he'll bounce his way right in here. We are without our basketball announcer right now. He's moving his son into college at Eastern Kentucky, but he's going to call in here in a few minutes. So we'll go ahead and get started. It is the football episode of the fall sports previews. Yep. Scrimmages start this week for all sports. So fingers crossed. Yeah, we're moving along so far, so good, yep. unlike the chaos that's going on in college football right now. High school yeah. football is set to go. So Yep, yeah, Big Ten, Pac-12, and I'd have to think the rest are falling. I got to think. Did the Big Ten finally do it, or are they yeah. still talking about postponing? Yep, yep. they did, and Pac-12 did. Okay. So, yeah. yeah. But yet, hey, we can move 20,000 kids in this weekend, but hey. Yeah. There's, you know, just a lot, lot, lot of inconsistencies over everything. And again, we can do a whole show on that and and, uh, that you can't just talk about it without getting, uh, you know, terribly political and all that. So we'll probably just stick away from it. But there is a lot of inconsistencies going on. You know, what's consistent is the Cardinals still haven't played in about a week and a half. What is going on? My goodness, I was looking forward to somewhat of normalcy, watching the Cardinals and the Cubs, and then uh, that got taken away from us. Well, so I read an article, and it was like, what can MLB do with the Cardinals? And, and, you know, one was cancel. One was play kind of like a winning – less games and do just winning percentage. Three is just call the young kids up. But I'm like, you know, you go in there a couple days here. I mean, you might as well just throw it in. Well, I mean, that's not going to be fair if they play – 45 games and the Cubs play 60. Right. I mean, well, and, and I don't know at some point and, and not because I'm a Cub fan saying this about the Cardinals, I would be saying it if it was the Cubs, if you miss so much at some point, you know, do you know? Oh, oh, we have a caller. Oh, who's this? Is it dusty roads? Should we make him wait for a minute? I hope it's dusty roads. Is this the American dream? Please be dusty or Elwood. Hang on, we look. There we go. Is oh. is this Dusty Roads? This is Dusty Roads. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so now we can do it. Now that yes. you're uh, well, here. Let me let me do the whole thing. <laughs> Birdies, bourbon, and basketball. There <laughs> we go. <laughs> you are live from Richmond, Kentucky. Is that right? Richmond, Kentucky, down here in the bluegrass state. So. Sending your kid to Kentucky school. Hey, it's awesome. <laughs> yeah, that is a neat area down there, right? Just, just see, just south of, of Lexington, correct? Yeah, we're about uh twenty-three miles south of Lexington. Okay, so. yeah, and that is—I um, was down there one time. That's a beautiful campus, if I remember right. 
yeah, yeah, it's it's uh, it's pretty neat here. Yeah. So we're we're down here moving moving Colton in, and and today was the day, and we'll stay the night, and then uh tomorrow that uh we've got some shopping to do, pick him up some other incidentals, and are you going to IKEA so, again? Do what now? Are you going to IKEA again? IKEA. Or is that where you were? Isn't that where you went on his senior open thing? No, he went to Costco. Oh, Costco. <laughs> yeah, Costco. <laughs> That's where he's going to go get all his kids' clothes. Yeah. I just hope you brought him this time. Uh, exactly. So uh, how sponsored, uh, how weird yeah, we're sponsored it, by, Go ahead. We're sponsored by Kirkland, remember? That's right, yeah. So we were talking about the Rona Redbirds and how they still have not played in a week and a half. And, you know, I, was, I just told Brian, oh, you know, I saw some. What's the next step? Do we cancel the season? Do we play less games? And yeah, I mean, we were just saying how it's almost you need to cancel or you need to get going or one of the two. And, well, yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I again, I think just not because it's the Cardinals, but if you miss, you know, if they miss much more, I, I, I really think, you know, maybe continue to let them play. But I, I, you got to figure out a way to make it count and make it fair. Well, you know? I mean, and in all honesty, I mean. Right now, you have to do fifty-five games in forty days, and I mean, that's yeah. Is that really an option? Right. Yeah, <laughs> you threw that you threw that out at me at the other day, and I was like, "Wow!" I yeah, said, and even and then I and I threw something out to you. Even at seven inning games, oh, sure, yeah. your sure. pitching staff. I mean, you'd have that's to have a whole other roster called up. Yeah, that's still crazy. I mean, that's I I don't see how, and, and I have a bet for you know with uh. DraftKings in for the Cardinals to to win that division, but I don't see I don't I, I don't see how you can play that many games. Like yeah, I, said, I, I don't, don't see it. Yeah, I don't either. I, I I I just don't see it, and I think there's now again, let them keep playing. I mean, you you have you've right. got you've got to play against other team as long as they'll be competitive and 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 try to compete. Um, but I, I just don't know how, uh, from a competitive balance standpoint of a season and a standings, I, I just don't know how that could work. All I know is we're, I'm still looking at standings. We're in second. <laughs> and we still, still only have one less loss or one less win than the Pirates. They played 16 games. We played five. <laughs> well, so situation normal in Major League Baseball. Safe to say, yeah. I think we're safe from Trey tweeting the whole year. Yeah, no, yeah. Trey's Trey's done with Twitter, at least as far as baseball goes, oh, for sure. Exactly. Hey, real uh, quick, down there, how is it? How weird is it? What's going on? The processes of moving somebody into college? It's uh, it's not weird at all. Okay, right now, um, it is weird in the the fact that it's they they wanted to do a staggered move in. And I mean, we had only in, in, in Colton's dorm, Colton's dorm is a suite. Uh, they have suites, they have Jack and Jill bathrooms in between two rooms. They're, they're a nice setup, but basically it's the athletes dorm, um, stuff of that nature. And I don't know if some of the athletes have already been in or what it, what the deal is, but we only had about at our time frame, which was two o'clock this afternoon. We only had about ten people moving in. Oh, really? Hmm. So, and, and and we're me and Kim are, are shocked because you know if you've ever moved into a college, you know it's chaos. Yeah, and you know. 
I mean, we did it with Cassidy and everything else, and and just it. This was this was so easy; it wasn't even funny. Oh, cool. I mean, it, and he's on the first now, floor, didn't you say? Which makes it nice. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He was on the he's on the first floor, That's which is great which for is fire drills. Yeah. 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 Um, now, now for mask and everything else. Yeah, they got you. Everybody's with mask. Um, we just came from dinner, and you you can sit in dining. Um, right now. Okay. So dining, you're, you're able to dine. So, I mean, Kentucky's really, really no different than Indiana. I mean, everybody's everybody's wearing a mask. Well, I know. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, good. good. So sounds like it went well. Hey, speaking of Kentucky, um, friend of the show, I I saw on Instagram today, friend of the show, Josh Teeter got in the Wyndham and he needs a big, it's the last regular season week so he needs a big week i think he's 13 spots out yeah he found out uh, in the middle of his monday qualifier that he was in so i don't know i assume he kept playing i don't know good but uh, That's a good yeah. Deal. yeah so he's in so hey let's uh let's go ahead and do our picks real quick um yeah i can uh i'm gonna go webb simpson paul casey justin rose as my favorites i'm gonna go with my fade siwoo kim and I'm going to go friend of the show, Josh Teeter, as my long shot. Well, this won't take long because I have the same exact favorites. Is that right? I, I do. <laughs> I was shocked you had Casey. You were bad-mouthing I know, week. but wow. I heard I heard two or three interviews with him this week, and I really like that guy. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, he's one of those kind of you know, like Coocher and some of them who have played a lot of majors, played just, good golf, and just have never been able to give out majors. And it wasn't huh? that I didn't like him. I just don't trust him to put money on him. But. Yeah. Hey, it, it worked out. Yeah. Got second. And then uh, my sleeper will be Brian Harmon, hundred to one, and my fade is Mister Chris Brothers Jr. Patrick Reed. That's hey, 17. yeah, there you Captain go, America. Captain America. Well, I'm gonna, I've got to pull up my butts here. So uh, <laughs> let's see what, I, let's see what I got to open. There you go. Hey, <laughs> hey. I, I do actually bet this. Hey, while, <laughs> hey I, I, I'm not making that mistake again. Yeah, no kidding. Hey, while you're while you're looking that up, let's talk about a good friend of the show, Country Oaks Golf Club in Montgomery, Indiana, right on Route 50. The course is in fabulous shape tonight, despite the fact that I botched it tonight during league. Started off really good, and then well, and it was slow here. because Brothers wasn't here, and we can blame him. There you go. Yeah, right. But uh, big shoulders. Yeah, fives tee boxes. Grass is perfect right now. Greens are rolling good. The ponds are full, so they will uh, be able to water and keep the course in nice shape. So, give them a call eight one two four eight six three three zero zero for a team uh, tee time. Trey and the whole staff would love to see you come out and play a golf course that's in good shape, and you can still social distance and do all that good stuff. Practice your golf on the range. And have a good time at Country Oaks Golf Club, 812-486-3300. Call and make your tee time today, and we will see you at The Oaks. Where? Can we talk about what your son did real quick? Yeah. Uh, Monday, yeah, right? It was fun. I got a call. Exactly. I'm standing in my kitchen uh, yesterday afternoon, Monday, and uh, answer the phone, and I hear, Dad, Dad, you won't believe it. And uh, he had made, uh, he said he was 246 yards out on the par 5 12th and made an albatross, double wow. eagle. Congrats. That's awesome. Awesome. Yes. And thank goodness he was playing by himself. But right before that, 
uh, my brother-in-law, Doug Bowman, and his wife, were, Doug was playing, Karen was just riding along, and they joined him on that hole. Oh. So he, he did have a witness, and he, uh, he, 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 he said he knew it was right at the stick, but he said there was a little bit of wind in his face. He didn't know if he could for sure get there, but he said he got up there, there was a ball mark on the front of the green, and he didn't see the ball anywhere, and, and he walked straight to the hole, and that's where it was. So congratulations, Sam Emmons, on, uh, on the, the most rarest of shots in yeah. golf. So, and where was the pin up top or, or below? Uh, must have been below. Yeah. And uh, then, so I text my my nephew Bryce Bullock, my brother Gary, and Sam all on the thread. Told them about it, and Bryce said, "Yeah, I, I loved my. I was excited. My made my hole in one at Sultan's Run." And Gary said, "Yeah, I enjoyed my albatross that I made on number one at Country Oaks about ten years ago, and now my son has both a hole in one and a double eagle." And they had to remind me that I have neither, so that was fun. <laughs> someday, uh, someday. Well, so, uh, well, who's your picks, Chris? Well, we'll go with Rose Lowry and Billy Horschel. My long shot is going to be uh, my Vincent Lincoln guy. So, and then I've got to get back here. Do you mean South Knox? Or South Knox. I'm sorry. Oh. Vin- what did I say Lincoln? Vincent's good. What did I say? Yeah, Vincent's good. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go I'm gonna go Brooks for, for my fade. Oh, well, hey. Um, well, I mean, no one's worthy of him. That's what we learned there yeah. Saturday night. Yeah. Well, none, none right. of them are. Exactly. None of them, you know, can compete with me. I mean, DJ's only got one, you know. Yeah. Well, to say, yeah, to set the stage, they asked him about DJ, and he said, you know, well, he's only got one major, and I've got four, so kind of first of all he kind of limited the field on who he was playing against and uh he he didn't live up to the hype no for sure. he was bad but can we that what a major first of all it was it was fantastic I mean, sunday I, afternoon was fantastic how there wasn't a playoff i do not know well i do well yeah more <laughs> yeah i mean 296 yards and you stick it to seven feet yeah, but, under that pressure but before that the chip, chip in yeah yeah, right. I I really wanted to see him because if you if you watched, you saw that well they had a rules official on there that they were going to play all seven. At one point, there were seven guys tied, wow. and they were they were going to play all seven in a playoff at one time. And it's a three hole playoff. Seven. I mean, they yeah, play three yeah. holes. <laughs> that, yeah. lo- that looks like some groups at Country Oaks. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but, I mean, yeah, that was just clutch to chip in, and like I said, two hundred ninety-six yards out, and you stick it to seven. Was it feet. the next hole that he drove it, or the I, or two holes later, one or the other? Yeah, Chris, I don't. He, he had the he had the chip in because the chip in was for what part? It was, wasn't it? Uh, no, it was for birdie. birdie. Yeah, because that that tie. moved him from ten to eleven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then and then the next hole came up, and yeah, it just drilled what a it. shot! What yeah. a golf shot! I mean, you, who could do that from a hundred yards under that kind of pressure? Much less 296. Yeah. yeah. Well, Chris and I couldn't in the KFC scramble Saturday from, well, from yeah. 40 yeah, yards. I mean, but, <laughs> I mean, it's like I text you guys, I think, afterwards. If anybody gets to five majors right now in this time of golf, I'm going to be very impressed. Yeah. There's, there's so, so many. much young talent. Young. I mean, you know, they, they were kind of listing it the other day during the broadcast. You know, Schreffler, and I don't know the exact ages, but they're all between 22 and 26. Yeah. You know, Schreffler, Wolf, Morikawa. And then you still got the yeah. 30-year-olds of Kepka, DJ, Rory. Spieth. Spieth. 
Yeah, it's some great golf. And, you know, I heard somebody say something. I want your opinions on this because the, the thing is, it's so, well, we did it with Spieth, right? You know, we announced that he's the next Jack, next Jack Nicholas, and and, and, oh, and they already kind of started on Morikawa. Like, he's going to do yeah. this. He's going to just live in the moment. Like, yeah. The, yeah. He, he played fantastic golf. And, and he has since he's came up. I mean, I think this is his third victory, and he's only been a pro 16, 18 months. Yeah, 16, yeah 16 months, I think. Yeah, I mean, and and that's, that's where the Spieth, and getting back to him, yes, it was he had a great run. But we all know how this game is. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, I mean, and now I mean, he can't hit anything. He can't place. I mean, yeah. Right. Well, and Rory, yeah. I'll use, I mean, he hasn't won one since 2014, and everybody back then was for sure, hey, he's going to be the next big thing. He's kind of been disappointing to me, honestly. Yeah. I, I, well, I think you can put him in that category for sure. Yeah. I mean, so what do you think about the, today's announcements? Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, you know, like I say, it's just, I, I feel like, and again, I don't want to get too deep in the weeds here, but I feel like our whole, our whole world is just in chaos right now. Yeah. 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 Um, I guess I'm, I'm, I'm go ahead, Chris. The reason why I ask is we were sitting down here I'm sitting in a hotel. I'm out, out in the parking lot right now. And, but this hotel I have booked for four, four football games. Uh, you know, right? And I'm like, is and Eastern Kentucky is sitting in the Ohio Valley Conference. I don't know whether they're going to play or not. Or right? But I haven't heard. I haven't heard any murmurings. Yeah. Here's my whole take: whether whether you are COVID for, whether you are COVID against, whatever I, whatever you want to be, I don't like the Big Ten turning around and saying that hey, we might play in the spring. Right. Yeah, make a decision and go with it, right? We we might, but here's here's my thing. You're only going to be able to play inside your conference. Yeah, you're, you're not you're not going to send any kids. So let's just say that tomorrow or this week that the Big Twelve, SEC, ACC, I think they're about they about have to too. Say screw it, right? And we're not going. And we're going to go. And we're going to play. We're going to play, right? That leaves the Big Ten and the Pac-12 out sitting out there on their own island right now. Yeah. And come springtime, are you doing these kids a service? And and here's what I had a conversation with my wife on the way down. You're you're putting these kids in a situation. They're going to play in the springtime against uh, conference play, teams. And now we're going to turn around after this is over. And now we're going to play our summer games or we're going to have summer you know, whatever. Yeah. And then we're going to turn right around in the fall and play again. Yeah, well, exactly. Here's the thing. As, as what's his name from Ohio State, Urban Meyer, said today, he says you cannot put that those kids through that. No, absolutely not. And do you think they're saying that with no intentions of actually doing it? They're just trying to yeah, I, I save, guess. I don't know, I guess save face yeah. wouldn't be the right term, but you know what I mean. Just trying to play, you know, play both sides a little bit. Well, and here's I, the I, I do. Here's the other thing is your major players will not play in the spring because the NFL draft is in April. Right. So why the hell right. would you play? Exactly. Right. I mean. Well, let me – and let's look at this. We're talking about and – that, and that's the thing, whether it's sports or it's other things, the chaos that we're in, whether it's yep. because of leadership or, or no one can get along or whatever it, it is, we are in chaos. Now, think about the ripple effect of things. Like you just said, you can't play spring, fall. What about recruiting – 
for high school kids in yep. any sport. Yep. Like, because if kids aren't going to lose eligibility, yep. so now more kids are going to stay. And where does that leave the juniors and seniors in high school now that wanted to go play college sports? There may not be spots. Well, right. and I, I am worried about, I think I brought it up on the tennis episode. I'm worried about the sports like the tennises, the golfs, to survive. cross countries. I mean, like I said, Stanford's yeah. already cutting major program. Who else is going to cut? I mean, right. we'll even have the opportunities to play these sports. Yeah. No. Two, kids this, two kids this afternoon from Ohio State turned around and decommitted already. Right, right. Yeah. Because they're like, screw this. Yep. Yeah. We're, we're, you know, if the big if the Big Ten's going to play this way, let's go somewhere else. And that gets me back to the point where Illinois and whether again, whether you are for or against whatever, the ripple effects that all this is happening because you have Illinois kids that are coming to Indiana right. or Iowa to play high school ball. Yep. There was a, there was a, a, a kid the other day. His family's he is moving to Texas from Illinois. <laughs> Right. Because he has relatives down there to play football. Yeah. It's like, okay, I, it's just, well, I, I don't, the, and, the ripple effects, like you said, the ripple effects, whether, whether you're for or against, whatever. It's bad. It's going to get worse. And, and I, honestly, guys, I don't know where this stops. I really don't. Yeah. Now, first of all, we yeah. got to stop the virus, which I don't know when that's going to happen. And uh, and then if, if it doesn't, where are we headed? And then we're going to go into flu season and we're going to have, you know, the possibility of the combination of, I mean, I, I don't know. And I'm with Blake on this. Your tennis programs, your cross country and your golf, your non-revenue, let's just say non-revenue sports. Right. That is where it's going to suffer. Yep. Yep. Because... We have some schools that 80% of their budget comes from football. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I wow. Mean, <laughs> wow. So when we talk about scholarships, there will not be scholarships. Yeah, yeah you're probably they're, right. They're going to they're they're say, hey, would you like to come play, but get a load of this? I have no money for you. Right. Yeah. yeah. Hey, we and, can maybe pay, pay for your books. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I don't know where we're headed. I keep thinking that we're going to come out of this, but uh, I don't know. I I, yeah. I yeah, wish I, don't, I, I don't wish I knew. I don't know. Like I said, so. praying for all the schools going back this week. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm just glad I was able to pick up that club tonight and beat that horse again. Yeah, yeah. there you go. So. Picking up the club. <laughs> Did you pick up a club Saturday? Uh no. I well, I, me and Brian, me and Brian tried. Yeah. You guys did end up playing. That was good. We did end up playing. Uh, well, talk about COVID. You know, Chris, you tweeted it out. Notre Dame bragging, which they should, about the lack of positive tests. But yet the university on Thursday morning for a Saturday golf tournament cancels the whole tournament because kids yeah. are moving into school and they canceled, canceled all outdoor activities. On the golf yeah. course that's a mile north of the campus and – They've got all the precautions, but yet the university canceled it, and so I don't know. And then this broadcaster got ten bucks each from Brian Owen Brothers. Yeah, it was point three of one percent. Right there, you go. They had twelve thousand tests on in one day, and they had point three of one percent. But then they turn around and cancel Sam's golf tournament. And and again, if that's what you're going to do, okay. You knew they were moving in that weekend. You knew right. when the golf tournament was. 
there was people from all over the country coming in for that golf tournament, I guarantee you there were people that had left their house already. Mm-hmm. So, yep. you know, you. Yep. do it. Do it. If you're going to do it, do it. But all right, let's get on to something well, fun. We, well, like I said, ahead. I was glad you were able to play. Because then I got <laughs> I got to say I was the king. Yeah, that's true. Hey, hey, I'm going to tell, tell you what. Ronald worked hard to make that fair. And really, in all honesty, after it was all said and done, we should have cheated our ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we could have cheated. We could have doubled our amount of birdies and still squeaked in at third. <laughs> I'm just glad I won with not the worst team ever. That's all I know. There you well, go. And I told Donald this. I said, officially, I told him this, and it was all unjust. I told him this with the KFC after it was all said. I said, I have officially been on the worst team ever. <laughs> now, <laughs> well, there you hey, go. That does you right. Now, we did tie two other teams, so we're tied for the worst team ever. That does do <laughs> you right. But I, I just... I loved being in your head somewhat on Saturday. You, you did not know if I was sucking or if I was doing good with my backwards hat. No, you guys told you. Yeah, Blake's got his hat on backwards. They're playing right in front of us. We're like, uh oh, they're struggling. He comes up and tells you guys that they're three under. And I said, you sure he wasn't lying about that? And Uncle Mike said, nope. I could tell he was telling the truth. And what'd you come in at? Sixteen. Sixteen. <laughs> but there was no. We we said all day though. There was no hooping and hollering. There wasn't. The golf course was We did quiet. on 12. That was the only one when we chipped in. But Larry yeah. Mullen. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. well, screw Blake and his golf game. We're sick of hearing about it. Um, exactly. Let's talk about something good. Uh, high school football. We've yep. got two really, really excited coaches on the show tonight. New coaches, uh, really. Yeah. Uh, one in his first year and the other in his third. So. Trent, Trent Fine from uh, North Davis, who uh, are, is going to have a very exciting team. They're going to get the ball in the air and with mm-hmm. that aerial attack. Got some great receivers coming back. Good, solid quarterback to run the program. And then uh, Coach Morris at the, at the helm for the Washington Hatchets that's brand new, trying to change the culture, the team, the – the attitude, yeah. everything about Washington Hatchet football. Well, I just know it's been nice to go to North Davis game last year. I'm going to be honest. Before that, and it's not against the coaches or anybody before this, but it's a 1A school. You can't throw it that much. I mean, you yeah. just can't. Right. But, I mean, and now he's trying to pass it, you know, 25 times a game. Well, no offense, that's just more exciting to watch from a fan's Sure, absolutely. View. Well, and, and, and for a 1A school to have somebody that can throw it and people that can catch it yeah. is is not always easy to do. So that, that'll be an interesting attack to, to watch because, you know, they're going to they're gonna improve on last year. So it'll yeah. be interesting. Um, so, hey, why don't we uh, why don't we get to that? Um, we've, yeah. we've got some exciting things coming. Um, uh, Chris, to fill you in, though, We've kind of kicked around because we know Washington's going to stream all of their away game, or I'm sorry, their home games, and oh, uh, okay. so we talk about maybe it'd be a good live broadcast. We could stream the Hatchet North Davis game, and we can call it the Birdies Bourbon and Basketball Bowl. There you go. <laughs> yeah, it was that. That's a Highway 57, isn't it? Blake, or what's that originally yeah. called? Yeah, yeah, Highway 57 trophy. Yep. Like yeah. That, yeah. Yep. So yeah, that would be really good. So hey, let's get to the interviews. With uh, we're going to start off with Coach Morris of the Hatchets and Coach Fine of the North Davis Cougars, and we'll be right back. This is Coach Austin Deem of the Washington Catholic Lady Cardinals, and you're listening to the Boys to Know Local Sports talk on birdies, bourbon, and basketball. All right, yeah. we've got Washington Hatchet football coach, first year football coach, Mr. Joe Morris, with us tonight. Joe, how are you, my man? Doing great, Brian. Doing great. Good. Great got, day to be a hatchet. Absolutely. We've got myself and Blake Burkhardt here. Hey, Coach. 
Hey, how are you? Good. So we talked back in what was it, Joe? February. Um, you had uh, you had taken both your new positions, and and uh, we had a great conversation about everything that you wanted to do, getting more athletes out for football and, and really start raising the awareness of Wahatchet football in the area. So how are we doing so far on that? We're on track. Um, Great. They're checking the boxes off the objectives, you know. Um, I had nine objectives like we talked last time. and um, One was participation. Second was just getting guys engaged in our program beyond X's and O's, community engagement, life skills, academics, of course. It's really neat to see these guys showing up at training uh, study table two days a week now. Awesome. We had wow. our first one to, uh, yesterday. Oh, that's great. And um, so they'll stay after school, do study table, and then get practice. But um, making some you know improvements on facilities, We've got a new sound system in today. It's rocking. Good. Awesome. Um, we've got, you know, things we took care of in terms of um, just facility stuff, obviously equipment we needed because when you got 60 some kids on your team, it's time to look at do we have enough? And uh, so that's happening. And our middle school, we got 45 kids showing up playing football. Fantastic. And we just took over the youth program, so we're trying to build those numbers up. But like I said, it's a great day to be a hatchet, but it's a great day for hatchet football. Absolutely. Now, how many did you end up with on your roster, Coach? Well, it's not final. I just had four new guys show up this week. Okay. We're going to be in the 60s. Great. Yeah. What, what's it's not bad from a program that had – 18 at the end of last year. I was going to say, oh, that wow. was my question. I knew it was really low at the end wow. of last year. Yeah, that's yeah. I mean, I had my, look, um, look, I, it's not that, I, I have to say that, you know, Coach Reed, Steve Reed, everybody knows him for baseball. Yeah, A lot of people don't know, and they know he had a good college baseball career, and certainly know about Trey Reed, but a lot of people didn't know that Steve Reed, you know, he played for Providence, and he played the state championship football game against West Lafayette, and he was the starting quarterback. Okay. Um, and he's been at Washington High for quite some time now, teaching advanced PE and such. So he had a bird's-eye view, first-hand look at athletes walking the halls, you know. Absolutely. And when I met him, he had a list. He said, I hope you don't mind, Coach, but I made a list. Guys, I think, could be football players. And in that list, in that conversation, I went, I went to him and said, I hope you don't mind, but you're going to be our quarterback coach. Mm-hmm. And together, uh, we were able to, you know, start out with a nice list and um, get 60, 70% of those kids on the list. And we've had kids that, you know, walked away. Uh, it's a different dynamic yeah. in a lot of ways. But everything we talked about in February or March about diversity, um, our program will mirror our community. And it does. We've great. got some great kids and um, kids that haven't played in a long time, kids that have played and kids that have never played. Yeah. And we've come together as a family and a brotherhood. And, you know, we got guys going through stuff. Yeah. And, and that's life, right? Absolutely. But yeah. um, we've come together and we're working it out. I got a great staff. Um, I never told you about the staff, but we've got 12 team coaches, half of them play college football. And um, 
If not, like I, you know, I say, Gary Eisen, All-American at UND. He was a Mr. Football in high school out of Avon. Mickey White, he's a hometown guy. He was all-state linebacker, played at Anderson. Rod Layton was an all-state defensive back here, played junior college in UND. Our line coach, Scott Cordova, all-state in Ohio, played at Slippery Rock. Um, of course, Reed, of course, Coach Thorne. Um, we've got a, our junior high coach leading that program was a North Davies grad and played four years in the NAI program called Kentucky Christian. He's got college experience. And we got 25 coaches, seventh grade to senior, you know, 12th grade. Yeah. Position coaches. And right now we've got over 100 kids, seventh grade to senior That's playing awesome. football in this right now. That's fantastic. So let's talk about, if we can, the, the guys that are coming back of those 18. How many How many did you lose senior-wise off of last year, and how many How many of those players did you retain that will probably show you some good minutes uh, going into this season? Well, in fairness to those um, 2020 grads, I don't really know a lot about them. Um, I know that they paid their dues and um, – and, and did the best they could with what they had. Right. And I don't know much about yeah. them, to be honest with you. I mean, I've been asked that question before, you know, one in 19 in two years. But what I do know is this class of 21, these incoming seniors, we've got 14, 15 of those guys. Great. Um, we've got some new faces in that senior class and um, that came out. But, you know, I say this, um, these kids, have, you know, they've been together for a long time. He had a lot of success earlier as kids in, in junior high and mm-hmm. in high school, went through the grind. And unfortunately, I can say this um, and be honest about it. We've always been strong in elementary and junior high. It's once we get into high school where we struggle. Yeah. And that's not just last few. That's historically. So I don't get real hyped about junior high and elementary, to be honest. Right. I get hyped about JV uh, and high school and varsity. But with these guys, um, this is a whole different thing for them. This is the first time they've had a third team or a fourth team out there or 12 coaches, you know, yeah. all in, in stations. And just it's a whole different vibe. So at first, and if you saw them and talked to them, they'd tell you it was a lot different. And first day of pads, you know, one of the things you do is you do Oklahoma and some other hitting drills. It's just fun. And some of these guys hadn't ever done that before. Yeah. So for us as a program, having numbers and having staff is been important. And uh, with these guys, I like Trey Reed. He's the best kept secret in Southern Indiana, as far as I'm concerned. Okay. Quarterback. Everybody knows him as a pitcher. Yeah. So when you got a six-five, two hundred ten pound quarterback that throws in the nineties and being recruited and offered by D1 baseball programs, and he's got some pretty good mechanics. I like that. We got some great receivers, Damon Garcia. Uh, we got some guys coming back like Gage Memory. Of course, our interior line guys, you know, you got Brock Thurman, Luke Gray, Johnny Lagle, Ian Hill. Um, you got Jack Fry going to play a different role for us this year. You got Reese Thurno going to do something. Uh, Ahmad Nonali. That's going to be a great story when it's all said and done and told. Yeah. Uh, kid that just came out. Uh, a move in from a few years ago, never got involved. He got involved. I can't wait to tell his story when it's appropriate. Um, and we got Austin Barron, who's come out for the first time and 
that was by me saying, if I make this shot, you're playing football. And I just walked away and it was nothing but net. It would have been a great <laughs> like, third magic commercial. And the kids showed up. Said, you made the shot. I heard good things are going. I want to play. And that's weird because this kid, you know, to be honest, he hadn't done anything for a long time. He'd tell you. But he's glad to be a part of something. Yeah. And he's glad to be a part of this. And we've got juniors saying, we've got some kids that have come out before and left it. We've got kids that left it and didn't want to even think about coming back. And, you know, it's it's just going to be interesting when you hear some of these names. Yeah. Um, I could go on and on and on, Brian, about this. That's um, awesome. No, because that, you just got to know. Yeah. Well, um, and we will very soon, right? You will very soon. Now, <laughs> this little sneak peek Saturday, the scrimmage we have for Posey, it's just a sneak peek. It's a scrimmage. Everybody gets reps and gets to work some things out against some, you know, a different color team. But um, the real the real opportunity for us is August 21st against Bloomville at home. That's at home, right. So we'll, we'll open up at the Hatchet, or the Hatchet Hollow. That's correct. We're at Hatchet Hollow and uh, open up against Boonville. And that's the opportunity we have to have a home opener against a, a program historically than what they are and for us to show what we're made of. So as, as you've gotten started here, what's been the biggest surprise for you as, you, as you've gotten going? Which category? <laughs> <laughs> you pick. It's no surprise to me and you know this and talking to me. But I will say that it's amazing what a little bit of uh, belief, what a little bit of commitment, and a little bit of positive thinking can do for a kid. We've got kids that have had to take some, do some extra things to be in the position they are now. And for the first time in a long time, if ever, they're now able to be in the position they're in. That's been awesome. Great. We have victories every day, something. Um, the biggest surprise overall um, is the fact that there's two, I'm going to say two things. One is how overwhelming and humbling it is for our community to be so excited about Hatchet football. Number Dude, one. Absolutely. So many people are real excited about this. And I've had people come into my office, want to make donations to support us, and get kids that have financial needs and such. Uh, that's been amazing. And it's good to see that because, you know, we've had a lot of negativity over the last six, eight months, right? Right. To see people get excited about a game on football. So that's been a pretty humbling, big surprise. But on the flip side of it is the fact that um, to see where we're at and where we can be. Coach, I'm sitting here looking at your schedule. You mentioned Boonville. Um, but yeah. I, I noticed one big name missing, and that's Lincoln, but I figured that's probably due to the new conference alignment. or It, it could be because it could be because of that. I don't know why it's not on there. Okay. But, um, you know, I would love it if it was. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's a I rival. Really would. I think it's a good game. Yeah. And, um, you know, as a player, I hated losing them three years in a row by a touchdown or less. And um, it might have been two touchdowns, but the point is, it was a great game from, as a player, but just, you know, we've gone back and forth over the years. Um, but, you know, 
if we if we live a good clean life, maybe we get a chance to meet up in the sectional. Huh? There you go. Yeah. We're both in the sectional. That would be awesome. Uh, Thirty. So, wouldn't that be something? Yeah, it would. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, it looks like you got Gibson Southern now, Heritage Hills, uh, Mount Vernon. Um, so a good quality schedule, and even the two one A schools you have. I know West Washington. I think they have a couple kids going uh, to D one, and then um, North Davis, of, of course, the highway rival. So you got, you got a pretty yeah, solid so we schedule. We opened up with Boonville, and now the Mount Carmel, and you know Illinois is going to the spring. Right. That's a that's a bye week for us. Then we travel to Gibson Southern, get a chance to see Brady Allen, the junior quarterback at yep. Purdue. Um, then we come home for the North Davies game, come back home again for homecoming for Pike Central. Then we go to Princeton, we go to Heritage Hills, come back home for West Washington, and then hit the road for the regular season finale at Mount Vernon. That's a great And schedule. then the second season starts, October yep. 23rd. Yep. Yeah, that's a that's a good solid schedule for people to follow. And you know, I got to think that's probably in your situation. A lot of new kids, a lot of new coaches. Everybody going to feel a lot of a lot of new things out on a Friday night. That's probably a pretty good bye week in week two, right? Just to kind of regroup. I think so. I mean, let's be honest. Not only as a player, but you know, families and the community. Um, yeah, we're going to have restrictions on attendance, but your first home opener as a new program. And a lot of emotion going to that, and it's a big deal. Right. Uh, it's a conference game in the Pocket Athletic Conference. We're in the large school division. Uh, they are a large school division. They're actually the largest school in the conference. Mm. And um, so that's a big deal. So for us to have a bye week, get ready for Gibson Southern, it's a good opportunity for us. Yeah. And then come back home for two straight home games, just some local rivalries. Yeah. You know? I like the way that's set up for you, for sure. Yeah. And then when we hit the road again, you got Princeton. And you can look at their records and look how things played out. And Heritage Hills, another great program. And then back home with West Washington, know a little bit about them. Not a lot. Yeah. But um, know a lot about Mount Vernon. They got a new coaching staff this year, too. So it'll be interesting to see how much success they have in following their new system. Yeah. I'm sure they'll do fine. Right. Well, listen, I, I know you're in the middle of, of practices and, and preparation, so we're not going to keep you a whole lot of time tonight, but I'm hoping that we can get you on here maybe at least every couple of weeks, Coach, and, and I, I believe the enthusiasm you've got that you've injected into the program and all the stories you got to tell, I really hope that uh, the Birdies Bourbon and Basketball Podcast can help you tell those stories. Well, Coach, you want to leave us with a final word? Well, I wanted to say thank you for what you guys do. I appreciate it. I appreciate you giving us an opportunity to talk about our kids and talk about our community. Um, but I will, I would like to say that, you know, we got youth football signups going on at the YMCA right now. Oh, great. One of the things that was one of my objectives was to start, you know, K through second. So we're going to have first and second grade teams, third and fourth grade, fifth and sixth. And um, that's a new look, a whole new program within it. We'll have football feet people, our staff, all the way down to junior high, working with those staffs down there at the youth level. So we, we are developing a theater system, developing a program that's uniform, vertically integrated, and everything we do top to bottom. And um, that's another success. So yeah. right now, we have a lot of people working with this and making this possible. And it couldn't happen with a number of people. And we've got kids and families 
excited about it. And, um, like I said, it's a great day to be a hatchet. Absolutely. And I say that with all due respect, you know, everybody in our County, I, I want to see all of our teams do well and be successful. And this is a new era for hatchet football. So I'm excited about it. Well, and, and if, if you can't, and everybody won't be able to go that, that wants to, but make sure you support the team, listen on the radio. I know Dwayne will be calling the games and, and, uh, get behind hatchet football. Coach Morris has a lot of really, really good things, uh, going and we can't wait to have him back. So coach again, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks coach. My pleasure guys. Thank you for having me. Have a great night. You too. too. Thanks. And now we have, uh, the coach of the North Davis Cougars football team, Mr. Trent fine coach. How are you? Good. How are you guys doing? Great. Right. Glad right. to have you on the show, Coach. Um, I appreciate it. So, what? You're into your second week of practice now. How's that been going? Second week practice, different. You know, we got obviously we're uh, trying to social distance as much as we can without a practice, which is difficult in football. But uh, yeah. you know, we've done uh, we've done a pretty good job, and we're staying healthy, and and you know, the kids are uh, buying into what we're doing, and and, and trying to you know, clean things, do things the right way. And, you know, and uh, we're just trying to get to a season. Yeah. Yeah. We, like this is our, what, fifth sport, Brian And yeah. yeah, that's about what everybody said. So, um, so this is your third year at North Davis, right? Or will be? Yeah, this will be year three, man. Yep. And you've improved uh, every year. So uh, can you recap last year and the seniors that you lost? Yeah, we, uh, you know, we had a seven and four season and, uh, uh, we had some good kids last year. Uh, DJ Owens, we lost him, and he's playing at Trine this year. And uh, he uh, had over a thousand yards rushing for us last year, which he did a lot of little things here and there. And he's also effective on the defensive side. And uh, we lost a, a couple guys up front, and Keyshawn Atchison and, and Chase Webster. Um, those two guys uh, moved on to graduation, and are doing some, you know, military things and some stuff. And uh, um, I'm not going to go through all of them. We had uh, four or five of the basketball players this past year uh, come out and, and play in their first year of football, and Kirk and Jalen and yeah. and uh, guys like that that really helped us kind of kind of get over that edge and, and give us some more weapons to, to play with. And uh, Matthew Keith is another one that we lost, which will you know, be a big factor in there, too. And, um, you know, we've got a lot of guys that have a lot of experience on both sides of the ball, but uh, we're going to miss some of those guys. And, and, uh, you know, each year, as long as you're building the program the right way, you're going to have a lot of seniors that uh, kind of text it on you that you'd rather have them, have them back for sure. Yeah, for sure. So uh, talk about who you have coming back then for you, some key guys. Uh, yeah, we do. We got uh, um, guys like uh, Josh Krusenkloss. Uh, he had like 68 catches last year for over 800 yards oh, for wow. us, our leading receiver and, and runner and uh, he's a big weapon for us on both sides of the ball. He plays strong safety and is one of our leading tacklers. And, um, just a guy throwing some weight. And, and uh, he's, he's looking great in practice. And he's just a leader. Uh, he has 4.0 oh, valedictorian wow. type, type student kid. And, you know, you just you don't get a lot of those too often. So, no. um, Alex Steffi coming back, uh, you know, a big, big guy in our middle that, that's going to demand a lot of double teams that just, um, you know, just, just an all-around good player on both sides of the ball and, you know, be an all-conference and possibly an all-state type kid. And, um, you know, I'm going to hate to lose him next year for sure. But um, he's back. Uh, Tanner Reed will be back at quarterback. Uh, threw for over 1,800 yards last year. And 
Um, 20, 21 touchdowns, I believe, and um, he's, he's he's got some weapons to to get it to again this year, and um, uh, we'll have some some newer receivers. Darren Loniger will step into that spot. He's a, one of the basketball kids that came in for us last year. Um, he'll he'll move over to a little bit of the offensive side, and along with Austin Webster. Webster was our uh, leading tackle last year and all-conference linebacker as a freshman, and and he, he's going to play a little bit of flop for us, which he was capable of probably doing last year, but we wanted to kind of simplify it for him a little bit and just have his focus on defense. Um, Jake Miley comes back all-conference uh, defensive end um, and also plays left-right tackle for us. Um, will be a, a dominant factor on both sides of the ball, and he's a—he's obviously you guys know kind of know him a little bit. He's you know pitched pitched in the sectional final in baseball a few years ago, and yep. as a freshman, and you know he—he's not afraid of the lights by any means. And um, but as I said, we got we got a lot. We got probably seven or eight guys coming back on both sides of the ball, and um, you know we're uh, we're excited to play. Yeah, and off a seven four record, that's that's great. They got that many returning. Um, yeah. Has you got any newcomers that might crack the lineup? I mean, freshmen or underclassmen? Uh, I got I got some good freshmen. Um, I'm hoping you know as as you build the program and as we get it back to where we want to get it, um, you you hope you don't have to play a lot of freshmen at certain times. But I'm definitely not afraid of doing that. Um, uh, a couple guys that you know we got Brock Nepp, um will be a backup quarterback for us and. He just uh, he'll be a three sport athlete here at North Davies, and just one of them kids that that does everything well. And he's you know he's a leader. He'll probably be guessing Coach McNabb's catcher this year um, as a freshman. You know, he'll at least compete for it. And you know those are the type of kids that you know you like coming up through your system. And uh, you know obviously I'd love to, for him to be my quarterback for the next three years coming you know after this year with Tanner and and. Um, Brock Kane is another one that's another young one that comes up with him that's just got a lot of potential on both sides of the ball. Um, whether they crack the lineup or whether they do that, you know, I don't know. Um, you know, we do have a couple uh, seniors that have come out that, that are question marks for us that could possibly get some playing time. Um, but, you know, as I said, they're cracking the lineup that has a lot of kids coming back and a lot of kids that have worked very hard to, to get where they're at. And, um, but, uh, you know, I'm just looking forward. I like competition, man. I like kids competing, and that's the only way you become a good football team. Yeah. You know, obviously Blake's very, very familiar with your program. I'm a little newer to it. Um, I'm guessing with the way you just described what you've got coming back, you like to get out and go and get the ball in the air. Uh, I love to throw it. Um, you know, it's great I, to watch. <laughs> I like to throw it more. I like to throw it more than what I what I can here at right now. Not not in a bad way, but it, they're still learning how I like to do things. And and uh, you know, we you know last year I think we threw it in Eastern. We threw it thirty three times in the first half. Okay. You know, so um, okay, we're capable of doing that when we want to do it. Uh, I don't mind a good running game though. I mean, I'm, I like establishing what we can do, and then you know, obviously the passing game becomes. Uh, pretty good at that point in time if you're able to run the ball. And, yeah. you know, I, I got taught a long time ago, you know, from my head coach in high school, being versatile is, is one of the best things to do. And I've kind of taken that under my wing as a coach and, and just try to try to keep things. I, it, it, it's hard for sometimes. I get in, I get in passing though, dude, and I want to keep throwing. <laughs> <laughs> do you go four wide or do you have a variety of sets you, you run out of? 
Well, we'll do a variety. We will go, we'll go doubles and we'll go trips and we'll go empty and we'll, we'll empty it out of the backfield and, and let him, you know, see five guys out there. And, you know, uh, he's capable of that now. He's developed into, you know, he had his bumps and bruises over the last two years and last year, especially as the starter. And, you know, he little things that he can do better and he's, he's really working on those in practice. And so, you know, I, I've kind of given him the keys right now and I hope he, he, he knows that, and, and uh, I look forward to seeing what he can do. Um, you know, he's got some things that he can do better this year that I think will really make us a, a, a force, you know, both on, on both sides of the ball. Yeah. You mentioned your high school. Where'd you play high school, Coach? I'm uh, from Twin Lakes High School, so up, up north, Indiana Beach area. Okay. So, right. Yeah. Um, pretty but, good teams? Uh, yeah, we did. We uh, we won a sectional my senior year, which, you know, it's, everybody thinks sectionals are easy to win when you're in football it's, it's not that easy yeah for sure um, you get a lot of good teams so once you get it and uh, we got beat by the eventual state runner up that year in northwood and um you know and really good football team at that point in time but we we were consistently we were up there with a lot of the bigger schools in the lafayette area the mccutcheons and harrisons and um teams like that and saw a lot of good athletes come through and a lot of NFL players, to be honest with you, and during my, my high school career. Oh, so wow. It was kind of fun to look back and guys that played at Purdue and played in the NFL and, and things. So it was fun. Um, you know, good school, good good community up there. And, you know, and uh, I miss going up there. We, we, we don't go up there as much anymore. Yeah. Um, so you, we mentioned earlier, this is only your third year, and you kind of mentioned how, you know, you're still getting the kids used to the passing game because, I mean, historically – North Davis has kind of relied heavily on the run game. So, I mean, that probably does take some practice and them getting used to passing, you know, more than 50, 60% of the time. Yeah. And it, it takes, you know, it takes uh, this one, you know, it takes this one to be a running team for sure. But it also takes this one in the passing game and understanding what they're trying to do to you coverage wise and, and things. And, and you got to find the right quarterback. And, um, you know, uh, we've, we've, I've, I've been lucky. Uh, you know, I had uh, Jake Columbus uh, when I first got here, and I wish I would have had Jake for two or three years. Uh, he he was a kid that really understood what I wanted, but only having him for two and a half months, yeah. three months is just it's just hard. And right. you know, these younger guys, you know, my my young quarterback that's coming, you know, Brock's going to have you know, literally six years of my tutelage and 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 understanding how I want my offense to be ran, and right. and you know huge you that know is, and that's yeah. what we're trying to develop the young ones the same way and you know i've got great coaches at my my k2 and three four and five six levels that are all running my offense and, and teaching them at the lower levels which is very crucial for our program to get going absolutely um you know you talked about you're going to throw the football and you've got a pretty solid quarterback at the helm um if you could because you, you can talk about it a lot better than I can the importance of an offensive line when you're going to throw the football, no matter how good a passer you've got. Can you talk about your offensive line and, and how they're shaping up? Absolutely. we got uh, we got three returning starters um, on that offensive line. Um, Alex Steffi is a four-year starter. Um, he will he'll be our left tackle. And, you know, as they say, protecting that blind side of the quarterback. And, and you know, he's He's six foot four, two hundred and eighty-five pounds, and wow. and is a man. I mean, he's, <laughs> he's he's a kid that uh, and he's an athlete, guys. He's he he doesn't just stand there and do. It. I mean, he can he can run you down. You know, he he'll he'll be out in 
in open space and and we're not afraid to pull him and make him move. And, All right. Um, those things. And um, Brandon Clark, who will be a three-year starter as a junior this year, will be coming back. And um, along with Jake Miley, will be the other a guy that, that started a lot of games for us at that tackle spot. So, you know, we've got a couple question marks at the other two. Um, but we've got four or five guys that are really competing for those spots. And, and you know, and as I said, competition makes everything go. And, um, I'm Coach O'Neill. Uh, Bo O'Neill is a longtime guy from here, and he he's he's a hard worker for my old line, and and he just really, you know, him and Coach Steffi and and those guys, they just they they really made these kids, you know, work hard over the last couple of weeks, and then our last time, you know, obviously we got to meet with them some in July, and so it's they're shaping up. They're uh, they, they should be a good little group. So, how many do you have in your coaching staff? Uh, we have about nine coaches, I think, right now. Um, you know, I've got everybody coming back from last year. No, no new faces, really. Um, a couple guys that are still filling in a little bit, but for the most part, the kids got a lot of consistency and, and knowing what they got coming back. And you know, and that means that that makes a difference too. You know, if you can you can give them consistency, kids understand what their expectations are, and and uh, you know, it, it really helps the coaching aspect part of things. And then how many players do you have? Did you have come out? Uh, right now we've had consistently around 37, uh, 36, 37. And, so enough um, for a full JV. Yeah, yeah, a little bit lower than what I thought, but, you know, with what's going on, yeah. we got some kids that are staying at home and, you right. know, just, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm happy with it. You know, the, some of the area schools that I'm talking to are not even in that good of shape. So, you know, it's, and obviously, obviously, you want 50 and 60 guys. So, right. I mean, I want more guys than I can handle, so I, I've got options. But, sure. Um, the reality of it is, is, you know, we're going to try to play some JV games and, and, you know, give these kids an opportunity. And, you know, whenever I can get these young kids in the game, you know, we play a couple of teams on our schedule that I think, you know, are, are going to be down. And, you know, we should be able to get some of them guys some minutes in those games. Right. And, and then we uh, – um, you know, give them some opportunities. It's a great lead way. I was getting ready to ask you about your schedule, so I'm kind of looking at it here, and you open up with two home games and then go on the road for three, and then you have the big rival of Linton when you come back home and North Knox. So could you uh, go over uh, some of the teams on your schedule, like as far as yeah. the opponents? Yeah, we got, we got to come to leading off, and that's one we, we obviously we're focused on. I got a new coach and Coach Dabo up there. Um, he's, uh, he used to be at Bedford North Lawrence and down in, uh, down at North, Evansville North. And so I, a little bit of question mark there with them, you know, um, but I know they'll probably be a little bit more, uh, run oriented based on what he's done in the past. But, um, and then, then we go into, um, North Central and North Central's been his coach in their second year. And, you know, so they're still learning his system and stuff like that. And, they got some athletes over there that they they seem to get every once in a while, and um, then we then we we go on the road to Eastern. Um, Eastern's got a coach and Coach Bruce that I really enjoy. Uh, him and I become fairly good friends, and uh, he's he's struggling with numbers, kind of like we are a little bit. But he's 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 upbeat and he's got those kids working pretty hard. He's got a lot of young kids, but um, you know. And then we then we face our you know the rival Washington and. You know, I'd like to make it two in a row for sure and with them and the kids. I don't have to worry about getting those up for that game. Yeah. 
and you know, then we come into Rock Creek. I think week five. Um, that's that's an opponent we should be, be able to handle pretty easily, and um, they're a sectional opponent also. But it's a game that we picked up last year, and uh, should get some young guys some experience in there. And then obviously we run time to a little bit of some some tough opponents after that. You know, with uh, Linton coming in in week six, yeah, who is obviously a, a powerhouse mm-hmm. year in year out. Um, and then uh, week seven is uh, North Decatur, and North Decatur was a top ten team last year, um, which uh, they actually made it to play West Washington in the uh, regional last yep. year, uh, who beat us. So, um, and I'm good friends with Coach Stern there, and and he's got a nice program, and so it's good competition for us later on in the season as we're building up to the tournament, and and then obviously North Knox has been pretty dominant the last few years too, yep. so. Um, and then close it out with Springs Valley. It looks like you play the majority of your sectional teams except for West Washington, Perry Central, which are two usually very nice programs, though. Yeah, West Washington's loaded, man. Yeah. <laughs> they got a couple going D1, right? Yeah, they got a six foot seven or six eight tight end that's probably about 240, 250 pounds, can run. They got a four-year starter or three-year starter at quarterback, which is a coach's son that passed away. And, um, you know, I, I feel bad for him. He's just a tough year for him, obviously, the, with your dad passing away last year on the, pretty much on the sidelines. Of the yeah, I remember was, that. Yeah, Phil's a great guy and a great family, and and he, he was very welcoming to me when, when I got here and, and put us in some, some 11-on-11s and things. And so that was a tough, tough deal, the thing to deal with. And, uh, they got a two thousand yard rusher that set out last year because of an ATL. He's back. Um, they got you know they just got they got a ton of weapons, man. They got a, a, a great senior class. But you know it's not something that that we should be scared about. We got to go in there. You know if we we get to that point, I'd love to get us to you know a sectional final game against that group and, and really bring in a crowd some night and, and and get yeah. to that point. And that's our goal. You know we want to win. I'm not here. I told the guys after my first season, I'm not here to win two games and. You know, I'm I'm I want to win six, seven, eight, nine, ten games every year. You know, and, and and that's that's what makes the program fun and and uh, you know create the, an environment where people want to come out and watch. Yeah, I mean, you went from two your first year to seven last year, so you're definitely on the right track. Um, talk about your youth program just real quick. Absolutely, got uh, a K two and a three four and a five six playing a in a youth league that has um, uh, composed of like. North Knox, uh, Washington, Sullivan, uh, North Central, uh, Eastern Green. Um, I think uh, Pike Central actually joined this year. Uh, we'll play about six six regular season games on Saturdays, and then we play a tournament after that. That's good. Um, been very successful in the last few years. Won the 5-6 two years ago. Won the 3-4, I think, a couple years before that. Last year we won the K-2. Um, you know, finished runner up in the five six a couple of times in the last couple of years too, and uh, got some good groups coming and right. a lot of a lot of size. I was worried about our numbers, obviously, because you know, with parents being scared with everything, right. and yep. and uh, you know, we we've had decent signups, and you know, we're looking forward to playing a full schedule with them as long as everything works out, and and uh, you know, we hosting we're hosting three games during the regular season, and we are we host the championship, Great. so. Um, which is great for our kids, and they get to play on the main field, and 
Uh, that was something that when I got here, I want to make sure that was a, that was an option for them and yeah. they enjoy it. Yeah. That's how you and, build a uh, program for sure. That's awesome. Yeah. Hey, um, with, you know, what's going on in the world and, and limited crowd sizes and things like that, or, or do you know, are you going to be planning on streaming your games any, or, or have you heard anything about that? I have, we, we've talked, um, there's a couple obviously some local people that are interested in looking at something and the ISSA, I know is doing something with, um, ISSA TV thing. I think yeah. it's like a $10 charge or something like that. Um, you know, I, I'd love to do it. Um, I think it's an opportunity. Um, I don't, you know, it's one of the things as a coach, you want the fans at the game. Sure. Um, sure. but, the, but the reality of it is, is I want to make sure that there's no parents or grandparents that can't see their kids play. Right. And, you know, there's, there's a lot of that, you know, if you're an elderly person right now, you know, you, there's things you should be worried about. And, and, and not that I'm, I mean, we can get a long story with COVID stuff, but, yeah. um, <laughs> you know, it, it, you know, you want to take care of them. And, you know, my, my parents love to come and watch, watch me coach and, and watch my grand and their grandkids. And, and I've got a junior and a, and a freshman that, and my junior will be playing a lot on both sides of the ball. And, you know, it's a great opportunity for them to watch it from, you know, three and a half hours away from here. Yeah. So. Right. So, so I'm hoping, well, um, you know, I think we'll, we'll get enough fans to, to cover our, our allotment of fans. And, you know, I think we just need to have another option in place possibly. Yeah, that's great. We were talking about possibly on some of the streaming games that we'll do a live a live podcast and just kind of talk about what we're watching and things like that. Not really call the game, but we'll definitely do that Washington-North Davies game, and maybe we'll title that the Birdies Bourbon and Basketball Bowl or something like that. <laughs> So, hey, uh, it's it, you could hear the excitement in your voice, and I know people are excited up your way. Um, as we wrap up here, sum up North Davis football this year um, for us and, and how we're – as we head into the season. You know, it's, it's going to be one of them – it's going to be weird for everybody, man. It's going to be a season, but we're, we're looking from week to week, and, uh, you know, we'll get a great opportunity to do something that, that not everybody is capable of doing, not everybody enjoys doing, but – it's a it's a sport that I really enjoy, and, and these kids they they love it, man. And 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 it's something that you know. It's just I'm just glad the kids can get back to a little bit of normalcy, and so uh, we look forward to it. And you know, we're looking for wins. Uh, nothing short of wins is acceptable, in my opinion. And and you know, we we're, we're there is no good loss, and so I'm uh, looking for the same type of season we had last year, maybe even extend that a little bit. Great. Yep. I know a lot of people up in the community are excited and glad to have North Davis football on the rise. And like I said, it's enjoyable to go watch these guys play. I mean, when you pass it 30 times a game, you know, you don't get that out <laughs> too many 1A schools. That's so. right. Well, good deal. So appreciate you coming on, yeah. Coach, and good luck this season. Yeah. Um, hopefully we can have you back here maybe midway through your season and get an update on how everything's going. Anytime, guys. All right, thanks, Coach. Thanks, Coach. Good luck. Thanks for the support. Yep. Yeah. Are you ready for some football? Oh, sorry. No, man, that's awesome. Yeah. We are Trying ready to get my for Hank Williams going. We are definitely ready for football season after talking to Coach Morris and Coach Fine, two very, very excited football coaches. And now we have Randy Savage. Oh, you did get that right. Yeah, let's go to our main man. Uh, we had a request from Coach Shirts. And it's funny that, that she said that because uh, we knew he was going to call in today. So let's go to uh, Randy Apafo from St. Louis. 
And there is no one that does it better than the macho man Randy Savage. On balance, off balance, doesn't matter. I'm better than you are, yeah. And I'm talking to everyone in the World Wrestling Federation. And there you have it. Another yeah, wrestling show. We've, we've got, got some great icons. We, we've had some wrestlers <laughs> call in. Two of them, or I'm sorry, one of them alive yeah. out of the three. <laughs> Even though after last night, he might not be. It's always good to hear. He, he, he got, I read he got, he got hit with a low blow last night. Yeah, I didn't see it. Um, yeah. I, I heard. So Rick Flair might be struggling today. The yeah. boys might be struggling. Yeah, we need to, maybe we'll check back in with Rick next week. But, uh, but two great uh, football. T- I mean, some, both of them still on the rise. Uh, North Davis, you know, went from two to seven last year. Um, so yeah. that's great. And then I, the most impressive thing from Coach Morris's interview was 18 kids last year. And up to sixty in one year, right? Yeah, I mean that is phenomenal. And, uh, wow! And, and and for everybody, That's huge. yeah, absolutely. And and everybody that listened to on the Brian Owen Friends Show when I interviewed him back in February, I believe it was February when he had talked about his job at the Chamber of Commerce and then taking over the football program. And and he said, you know, I'm I'm going to build numbers, and here's how I'm going to do it. And it appears, start. yeah, it appears he has. And uh, and as he mentioned, don't forget youth football signups going on right now at the YMCA. Uh, for first and second grade teams, third, fourth grade teams, and fifth and sixth grade teams, and uh, signups are currently open. So um, you can contact the Washington YMCA to uh, to sign your kid up for football. Hey, Chris, those were those were those were great times. I was a I'm a YMCA youth football alumni. Well, hey, that brings up a great <laughs> point. So we, when we were talking to Coach Fine, he was talking about his offensive line. And he's got a 6'4", 285-pound kid that we volunteered you to go up against. There's something in the water up there. <laughs> <laughs> we thought that would be a great live broadcast. I think you could pancake him, Chris. Yeah. Do I, do I have to? Here's the question. Do I have to get down to a three-point stance, or can I get, oh, yes, can I get in a semi- well, I well think, if I get down to three point, he's got me. I think we get. I think we get. Give you a running head start. <laughs> no, I want him to come at me because I, I, I mean, it's just like you know. I see. Well. I, I see the stop, drop, and roll, and try to trip him. That's what I see. <laughs> I see. I see a Ric Flair low blow. <laughs> Well, hey, every, everybody. That's a mighty fine. That's a, that's a mighty fine H2O you got there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Hey, but, we've had some great fall sports preview oh, episodes. Um, yeah. I, I hope everybody's enjoyed them. I mean, we've tried to, you really? know, yep. um, spotlight, you know, some of the sports that don't get a lot, you know, soccer, cross country, tennis, golf, golf, um, volleyball. Then, yeah. We, and then we had volleyball and football, which are too big in this area, but. Um, yeah, so, I mean, a lot of great kids, a lot of great coaches, and I'm praying they get to have this year. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, and, 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 you know, to sign the times coach Morris is, is, you know, there's a possibility that senior night may not be the last night of the season, just in case they, yeah. you know, you can't have it. Well, so, and coach DeCourcy said it best uh, last week, play, you know, it. play every single day. I'll get your last because it might be. That's right. That's and right. And it, I mean, it's sad, yep. but I think from sound, um, from everybody, they're rejuvenated. They're ready to do a sport. They're just ready for something. Yeah, the, the Country Oaks was full on Saturday with the oh, yeah, uh, they had the, a the, golf the, the girls' golf invitational. So it was good to see kids out competing. And and we're going to check in with these coaches um, to 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 uh, see how their seasons are going. And and we've got great coaches in this area, great teams, great talent. So it'll be a fun yep. fall if if we get a continue. And like I said, lots. I mean, every sport we did, at least probably. 
three of them said, we're going to be good. You yeah. Know? Yeah. No. And, and then the others were re rebuilding. They got numbers up, you know, like tonight. And then last week with North Davis, they got numbers up. I mean, you know, we forgot to ask the football coaches if they were going to guarantee a second. Oh, <laughs> well, shoot. And, and Blake, you touched on that, that all the coaches are saying, we're going to be good. We're going to be good. That's the biggest thing. We have so much talent in the area. Yeah. Yep. Got it. It would, it would hurt to say, okay, kids, we're done. Right. Yeah, you know? exactly. And, and, and that's, that's my biggest thing out of it. Yeah. Well, Cause we do every year in and year out volleyball, tennis, football, you know, cross country. We've got some great kids. Yep. And the you thing know. you're going to find out, especially, you know, in a small area like this is, you're going to hear these kids' names again in the spring or the winter. You're going to hear them again in the spring. I mean, a bunch of them play multiple sports. Yep. And I mean, how many basketball players? Just because right. basketball, we all know. I mean, we heard a lot of them in a tennis episode and tonight. Fo- football. And, yeah. Yep. 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 So good stuff. Next week, uh, don't forget Luke. we've got Luke Zeller coming on the show. Really, that, really excited to have Luke. Yeah, that'll be a good time. And uh, then we've got lots of stuff we're planning. Um, we are. Starting to work on a birdies, bourbon, and basketball golf tournament. It's going to be a two-man tournament. We're trying to finalize the date, getting the exact yep. format down. So hopefully, maybe by next week, we can we can announce that and, and start doing it. Hey, go back in the awesome. archives and listen to some of the other shows. If you if you missed them, they're all right there on Apple or Google or wherever you're listening to your podcast, uh, Podbean. Um, you can listen to all those coaches and their shows and what they've got going on. And Just do not go back to the match of the century one. That is our worst <laughs> episode, and I would not listen to it. That is the greatest episode ever. What do we I call mean, it? The the match, match of, of the, the century, century this week? It's yeah. still like one of our highest ones. It is one of our highest ones. <laughs> it absolutely is. I need to get your you password know, and delete that thing. We've had some gr- – you know, we really, all joking aside, we've, we've had the great high school coaches that we've had this week. We've got two PGA professionals. We had Anthony bradley the teaching pro down at french lick that was a really yep. really good episode yep. um we we've had some good stuff so yeah. hang with yeah. us i think our show is going to continue to get better give us feedback folks i mean if you like what we just did with the fall i mean you know we, we hope you did and we'll do it plan on doing it again for the winter and uh the spring so yep definitely give us some feedback Absolutely. We got some live shows we're kicking around. We've got the golf tournament. Uh, but but first and foremost, next week, uh Luke Zeller, one yep. of the storied scrimmages start story this week, though. I think Thursday's the volleyball ones yep. and Friday or I think Coach Moore says Saturday for his yep. is football. And then yeah. next week we get going. All right, Chris, you got anything else? No, I'm good. I'm just sitting out here in the parking lot just Hey Chris, life. you shot really well the L League tonight. Oh, thank you. Your handicap's <laughs> probably going to go down. <laughs> You'll have that happen. Tonight oh, was, I couldn't get him going. Tonight was a tale of two stories. It depended on where you started and, and how quickly you finished because it was at a snail's pace. Yeah, I, I don't know sure what hour. was going on. So. I had done a half hour before Brian. I was like, where are you at, bud? All right, oh. my main men, you gurus of sports awesome. talk. Let's wrap this up. We'll talk to you guys next week when you listen to another episode of Birdies, Bourbon, and Basketball.